it, it isn't really a whole lot of work, but it's just like constant sliding. And now I'm going to have to do it this time too. But uh, I'm, I've got my system volume down. I'm starting it again. This is Wednesday, February 7th on the weekly drive by. But before we get started, before we get started. Oh, fuck. I just spilled all all over my fucking sweatshirt. Oh, Jesus shit, Christ. <laughs> There's a fucking puddle on my sweatshirt. <laughs> I have water mixed with vitamin C because I'm so fucking gross. And now I've got vitamin C and I just did fucking laundry. My life is ruined. Uh, do you, do you got to take a minute to do something? No, like that, it's already over. This shit's fucking <laughs> over. What? Which motherfucker died? Because I don't fucking know. I, I must be out of the loop, man. Is this our guy from the fucking... This is the Arnold Schwarzenegger handshake guy. But that's not our guy in the show. Where was he our guy? No, no. This is a, this is a musician that just passed away. Uh, passed away two days ago, actually, on uh, February 5th. And this is not somebody that uh, either of us are kind of particularly fans of, but it's harder to think of one other single musician who's influenced the show that we do more than uh, the man who passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, we're talking about Toby Keith. Mr. Oh, Luke yeah. Himself, <laughs> uh, pretty young. He was like 60-something, so that's, yeah. that's relatively young. Um, I don't know what he died from. I would assume it's some sort of like alcohol-related thing because this guy's making songs about like red solo cups ten years ago when he's in his fifties. It's like, ah, buddy, you okay? Um, but no, man, it's just it's it's one of those interesting things where like, like I said, neither of us really like fucking do music that much, but at the same time, like the show would not be what it is without Toby Keith. What are you talking about? Why the fuck is Toby Keith relevant at all? He's the bullets in the gun guy. Oh my god! No way. Yeah, he's. Oh he's the, my it's from god! A song he did, uh, that he I thought that was Jason Aldean. <laughs> and the bullets in the gun. <laughs> he had um, stomach cancer. Can you get stomach cancer from drinking too much? Fucking probably. Where else do you yeah. think it goes? It's your stomach. Well, you might get, like, kidney cancer or something, I don't know. Yeah, kidney or liver cancer. Uh, yeah, liver. yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. I don't fucking know, man. Men men can get cancer in their 60s, like, more often than you think. That's I know, true. I know two, like, very, very, very extended family that had men die around that age, like, 66. And you're just like, that's insane. That's, that's way too young. Because he was yeah. in great shape. Yeah, that's rough. Um... But yeah, Mr. Toby Keith, he put out the uh, song Bullets in the Gun uh, on September 20th, 2010, actually on my birthday of that year, so that's kind of a fun connection, too, uh, from his album Bullets in the Gun. And um, I think the only appropriate thing we can do in this situation is give him a 21 Bullets in the Gun salute. Are you good with that? Okay, yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. And the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun. And the bullets in the gun, 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 
and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, yeah. The end of fucking one. <laughs> bullets in a gun, yeah. I actually just listened to the full song probably for the first time uh, today, if not ever. Um, you know, in the past, I fucked up. Uh, I just listened to the full song for the first time in months, if not ever, today. And yeah, then I heard that that little ultimate take he does on it at the end, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta get that one too. That's, that's a uh, nice little. That's that's better than the rest of the shit, but it's by contrast. <laughs> I love it. I will listen to that song as I go pick up my brother today in full, and I will give my opinion on it. <laughs> it's just, it's like I I've kind of come around and I like post ironically appreciate that song at this point. Oh <laughs> uh, I it's I love to call him a particularly popular Toby Keith song. No, I don't think so. It's not even in the top five on Spotify. It's not even in the top ten. Red Solo Cup isn't even in the top five. Oh my god. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to show. I'm gonna, I got some fucked up news uh, to, oh, to, to segue into this. Um, Bculture.com. We got an we got a independent, low budget headline uh, from Bculture.com. Um, drone bees. When it gets to be 42 degrees Celsius, ejaculate themselves to death. Why do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it. Uh, how? What, what is that in Fahrenheit? Don't give it to me in Euro units. Ah, uh, probably like 105. That's pretty guess. hot, bro. That's pretty hot. Maybe that's why they do it. It's just because it gets so hot. You know, it's just it's hot. They have like a biological trigger, like I need to start jacking off now, constantly. <laughs> Why? What's the deal? What's the what's the game? Well, that kind of heat probably uh, probably kills them, right? I mean, well, yeah, but what? Do they just say "fuck it"? I'm gonna jack off now until I die. I don't think honeybees can jack off. Well, this is drone bees. Yeah, but they're drone honeybees. Yeah, well, they ejaculate. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, like, spontaneous. It's not like they're they're making it happen. Oh, okay. So, like, the heat just forces their their seminal vesicles or whatever to start blowing out honeybee cum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you this is the fucking down bad edition. <laughs> seminal vesicle is, like, the worst, ugly, like, grossest word I ever learned in any health class. I wish I could unlearn that word. It's so trash. It's gross. It's vile. It's it's promiscuous. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, I think any time you start, I don't know what that means, but it gets the people going. Uh, I I think any time you start talking about like uh, like anything sexual in an academic sense, it just feels gross. It's just like, why are we here? What are we doing here, folks? Tell me that. Yeah. Uh. I'm gonna. I got three. I got three more headlines. My headlines are so fucked up this week. I don't know why. I found some really shit. I just found some weird shit, man. Do you wanna? I got a. I got maybe 
I, I can do, you know, as many. I, I got like four or five. So you want to just uh, trade on and off today? Yeah, you go. Hit me with hit me with one or a couple. I don't know. Okay, so I've been uh, I'm actually taking these. Uh, I can't link you to the article because it'll give you that fucked up MSN link, and I can't support that. But I started screenshotting, um, you know, the images and and the headlines here. So this one comes from Rob Report. Uh, this is American bartenders are importing ice from Japan. Here's why. What? <laughs> is why, this why do you think American bartenders water? <laughs> oh shit, dude! That would actually be like kind of kind of funny if that's what it was. They had glowing uh, ice cubes, bro. I would do that. You could probably yeah. make ice cubes glow, you know, without nuclear waste and all. But but then it's not authentic, you know. You're you're a poser. Right. It's uh, if you got like some sort of uh, fluorescent light and you put it over your cocktail and it and your your ice shines a certain color, you, that you can like design a whole bar around that. That is actually a good idea. I think the real reason that they're importing ice from Japan is fucking. This is the stupidest shit I have ever read. I say that every sure week, but this is the stupidest. <laughs> shit okay, fucking. I've got another fucking great one here. Uh, this comes from our enemies at the Guardian of uh, the UK. Uh, here is the article. I don't even know if you're going to get an ad or not. Republican congressmen are now talking about throwing migrants from helicopters. Are oh, they? Right. I feel like that would be bigger news. I feel like I would have heard about that. The thing is, like, I completely buy this because this is this is like a, a like an old poll meme almost of like the the Pinochet and Cap helicopter guy. Uh, because that, yeah, like it says uh, in the link, it, it mentions Pinochet. Uh, that's one of the things that he. I don't know if I have you know read enough about the guy to know if he actually did this, but that's at least. Oh, he definitely did this. Okay, yeah, he used to like throw people out of helicopters, and I think you know we're at that age now uh where people who grew up on those memes are are like literally in congress at this point like doesn't uh don't the democrats have like some some like gen z guy in there uh yeah I, i'm sure i mean i hope it's so. like a, from florida or something um and i know yeah. the i think it's like maxwell something or other um but you know that stuff memes trickle upward you know that's that's trickle up memeology uh Older people kind of get to it later. So, you know, the, this is like a pretty old meme. Uh, but now you're sort of getting like, you know, maybe millennial Republican congressmen are sort of, you know, absorbing that that helicopter meme. So I buy this. Well, there you go. Uh, we're, th we're doing it for real. We're, we're doing it live. We're throwing people from hell. <laughs> you got it. Um, this one, I think this is this is a. Uh, really really confounding question here um i, I don't know where this is from the it, it, it just says ap here i don't know if the story if this is directly from the ap or i pulled it from somewhere that pulled it from the ap uh they say one state has a has a shortage of marijuana its neighbor had too much what to do so i want to ask you like what do you do in the situations where like one uh party has uh, a shortage and another party has a surplus of something. What What's supposed to happen there? Damn, dude. Uh, I think they figured this out at some point. 
uh, I think it was like in the in the very early age of man they called uh, they called it trade. They called it trade. Trade interstate trade. You ever hear about it? I I don't know if I've heard about that. Um, I've heard legends of trade, but I don't I don't know about this trade you're talking about. What to do? All right, which two states is it? I'm gonna guess it's one of the three West Coast states. It just is gonna be one of them. Oregon is certainly involved. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I I would think that this is. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think Oregon would ever have too little, um, and I don't. I don't think any of the West Coast states would ever have too much marijuana or too little marijuana. Like they're growing like crazy up there. I, I think it's uh, these have to be like newer states that legalize. I would think like because they still don't have their systems set up properly. But I don't. I don't. I don't know who that could be. Well, Michigan, sure, none of their fucking border states. Ohio, Indiana, and Wisconsin. Yeah, forget about those guys. They don't have legal weed. Uh, mm. uh, uh, fucking, I don't know who else is new. Like, who's new to this gang? I don't, I think Michigan was the last one I heard about. In Minnesota. <laughs> the gang of 420. Um, what is legal weed states? I'm looking this up right now. Um, Let's see. Legal for adult recreational use. Do you think Vermont? Could they be involved? Uh, it sounds yeah. like a Vermont problem. Vermont's been around for a long time, like legal weed-wise. And so is New York. So uh, New Hampshire is too Republican to do something like this. And I guess that, yeah, I guess just by probability, like it's probably Massachusetts, New York, and Vermont, like one of them, one of them fucks. Yeah, yeah, one of those states that... Uh, I feel like it's going to be two states that nobody cares about. Like fucking Rhode Island is probably involved, man. Dude, I know someone, I know a couple people actually from Connecticut and they say Rhode Island is irrelevant as fuck. So there you go. Even they say that it's irrelevant. All right. Uh, What you got next? New York Post. Uh, Alabama's in the news. Radio station baffled after 200 foot radio tower disappears without a trace. (laughs) See it all now. How did they do it? <laughs> oh, that's that's. Uh, How did they do it? Did this so it says it disappeared overnight? Uh, I think it might have been over a weekend. Dude, uh, is this is this made out of Legos? Like what? <laughs> well, dude, I don't know. There's wires everywhere. There's metal assemblies and shit. I, I personally am too afraid to go fucking near a radio tower and have my have the five G infect my brain and uh, give me cancer. So I wouldn't be doing something like this. But but there you go. Uh, I don't know. Someone someone had the courage to go and do it, and uh, it's a federal crime apparently. So it's, there you go. I don't know how the fuck if caught suspects would face fine or up to ten years in prison. Only ten years. Yeah, but they'd also be fucking time. cool. Everybody would. Everybody else would see that they're fucking cool if they get caught. Like, could you, can you really look down on somebody who stole a two hundred foot radio tower? Like, Where do like, you store this thing? <laughs> oh yeah, let me just put this fucking radio tower in my shed. <laughs> my shed that is suspiciously shaped as a radio tower. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, do you think Magneto was involved in this? This seems like a Magneto crime. Uh, yeah, Magneto was probably involved. He's probably getting a cut of whatever parts they're selling. Oh, fucking! Yeah. Let me just put this radio tower fucking part on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Fifty dollars or best offer. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Yeah, I'm got? just as baffled. I'm just as baffled as that radio station. Uh, oh, uh, I am giving you something. From the independent here, uh, whoops, I copied the same image twice and almost sent it. Uh, this is millions of hacked toothbrushes used in Swiss cyber attack. Report oh, I, did says. I did come across this. I did not read it, though. What uh, are these like? So these have to be like smart toothbrushes, right? Yes, they are. I know that much. Why the fuck? Why does anybody have a smart toothbrush? Some fucking Swiss people, am I right? Fucking stupid ass <laughs> Swiss mouth people. Oh, I need my smart toothbrush to brush my teeth for the day. Stupid ass. <laughs> Do you ever read uh, that fucking uh, the the biggest like smart device hack was the chastity belts? What? Yeah, look up fucking Bitcoin chastity belt. Uh, <laughs> there was a chastity belt that they wouldn't unlock the chastity belt unless you fucking ransomed over Bitcoin. That is insane. What? I'm looking this up right now. Apparently, like, the message that would display on it was, fucking, your cock is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what? why would a... $750 via Bitcoin to fucking Jesus Christ, get your you're right. Back. This happened in 2011? Uh, no, 2021. Or, or sorry, 2020. yeah, 2021. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a, a Vice article right now. Uh, a hacker took control of people's internet-connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom to be paid in Bitcoin to unlock it. Dude, why would you connect your chastity cage to the internet? Like, what? I fucking know, dude. Oh, my God. I don't know if this is, like, some disallowing control and giving your partner, like, a fucking passcode. Imagine you have to sign in and fucking... Forgot my password to the chastity belt. Send me the fucking email <laughs> to unlock it. Just, 2FA chastity belt, bro. <laughs> fucking have to reset my chastity belt account. Jesus Holy Christ. Uh, so, okay, no, I'm, I'm reading the, the article a little bit more now. It, it does like kind of make sense. I feel like this is, this is basically something that people would use if they're like... Um, uh, doing some sort of like BDSM stuff over the internet, like with, with your online dominatrix or something. Um, so I guess I get it, but it's like, I don't know, man, there's some things that you just don't need to like, if you don't need to connect everything to the internet, you know, we can, we can stop that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a, I've got, this is, I've got my last two articles are more like small little half dives little little half dives if you will um this is a political article that came out about one of our friends of the show i think and uh one of your one of your congressmen at this point uh we got a political article biden's third party peril uh biden's third party peril is on the left and uh within this article there was a, a thing that came out this year about uh or this last i don't know long time ago john fetterman John Fetterman, mm -hmm. the Carhartt merchant, is in the news um, <laughs> for uh, 
Apparently in here, Fetterman, who was delighted in trolling left-wing critics by resolutely standing with Israel since October 7th, told me young voters should consider the implications of enabling a candidate who would likely give Netanyahu even more of a free hand. He said, if you sit this one out or throw your vote away, you are effectively empowering Bibi, and you're definitely going to be empowering Trump, he said. Man, I fucking hate politicians that's that equate third party to throwing your vote away. That is like that is that makes my blood boil for no good reason at all. Like I'm getting trolled for sure when I'm getting roused, riled up. I mean, I just I just kind of like fucking hate Fetterman at this point, man. Like the guy, he's damn, bro. Like I, I, I cannot. What went wrong? I cannot express, you know, the the disappointment I've had in that individual. Um, oh my god. It's, it's it's not even the fact like I can respect somebody sticking to their guns, um, even if those guns are being used for ethnic cleansing. Uh, but like, don't be a child about it. You know, like the way that he's been responding to some of the the criticisms that people have had of him is just like, grow the fuck up, bro. You're 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 a fucking bald man with a gray beard. Like, be an adult. Um, yeah. And I do, you know, I I I hear what you're saying because it's like maybe people wouldn't feel like they have to vote for third parties if you would just do what people want. Like if the Democrats would like offer more of what their voters or likely voters uh, would actually want instead of giving us people like Biden, you know, (laughs) it's silly. The problem is you, not us. (laughs) Absolutely. Another, uh, another line that came in here was, uh, there is a plan, basically, uh, Biden's campaign plan. Now, this is like a combo of what I heard on the radio, plus what's in this article. But the plan for his campaign is to basically try to keep Biden campaigning as little as possible. Because, and they won't say it, he's so fucking old and, and lost, man. He's, he's just old and not, not, up for the, not up for a fucking actual campaign. And that's fine, dude. You're that old, but then you shouldn't be president. So step down and give give the give the reins to some younger uh, younger candidates, or or let them have a real fucking primary, like he should have done, like everyone wanted him to do. Uh, yeah, it, man, bro, that that's been insane in itself. That there's just no competition. I think it, there was what like South Carolina. That was there was one other guy competing there or something. Yeah, there's a in this article, the political article. There's a there's a thing that says. Um, later this year, Biden officials hope to dispatch trusted progressive surrogates to warn against a third-party flirtation. Hope you like the Midwest in fall, Senator Sanders, and plan to bombard the internet with the same message on digital ads even sooner. One idea is to enlist a series of younger voters who admit to being tempted by a third-party hopeful but explain they're backing Biden because any other choice ensures Trump's election. Bro, can we just go back to Gary fucking Gary fucking paying for memes? That was way funnier. <laughs> manufacturing consent of like paying people to spread propaganda, like blatant propaganda, telling them who to vote for, and warning against the dangers of Trump, which are very valid. The dangers of Trump are very valid, and that's seen by the Supreme Court. But this is such a fucking poor way. This is like, this is a big problem that I've had with how he's run is he doesn't attempt to solve the problems authentically. He tries to just legislate the problems away 
on an explicit level rather than like try to change the implicit underlying factors where the explicit problems will subside or go away. That's my like main problem with the Democrats, like as long as I've been fucking alive. Alive. And the Republicans, like, they don't just fucking they don't have problems, man. They just fucking create problems. Like, um <laughs> fucking we're just gonna do what we want. Like, fuck the corporate tax rate, drill, baby, drill, fucking <laughs> drop those bombs in the Middle East, baby. Go crazy. Hey, Biden's doing that too. Fucking let's go, rip up those guns. We got Yemen to take, baby. <laughs> So I don't know, bro. I don't know what's going on at this point. It's just it's all bad. It's, it's all just bad. all fucked up. Uh you go. I've only got one more. It's a little funny story. Alright. This one uh this one's a little bit less serious and uh I'm sorry for the the image that I have to send because it's like kind of massive. Uh but I couldn't get the whole headline. This is this is from Variety. I think this is the first time we've what pulled is this a headline from Variety. Image? This is uh Kumail Nanjani says he started seeing a therapist because of bad Eternals reviews. Quote, I do have trauma from it. Bro, I fucking hate these guys, man. What a bitch. You dude. kidding me? Wow, my life is so hard. Fuck off. You got paid like, <laughs> a ton of money to do that. Yeah. You read about the script the... beforehand, too. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's talking about having trauma because you got there's bad reviews for like a, a fucking this was a movie not a show right i, I don't keep track of the mcu yeah. uh bro like this is this is ridiculous man this is entirely ridiculous Dude. this is why i just i i i don't even know what to say man like this shit's just stupid like come on man they get very clear messaging from their agents like how good they think a movie is like a range and they know like they're gonna like here's my agent saying oh this movie's probably gonna suck but it's got the marvels tag on it and you're gonna make a lot of money from it so you know just know that going in and that's all you need to hear and this guy probably thought you know probably didn't even get briefed that and he's like oh i thought i was gonna be in a cinematic masterpiece man you're a bitch just just quit being a bitch that's all it is yeah just quit being a bitch Okay, so I'm just going to let you know, like, every cough, I'm, like, manually changing the slider down on Audacity to zero. So you will hear it, but it's not being recorded on my end. And you can just delete all this shit. But anyway, my last, uh, my last article is a, is a recent development over in the Red Sea. Speaking of the Houthis, uh, <laughs> the UK is in the news. Have you read about this? Uh, no, I haven't. So we've got the, uh, the Royal Navy is uh you know the the US I believe has an aircraft carrier parked over there uh to to like fucking ensure that the Houthis don't fuck up trade too much uh apparently the Brits do too and uh uh one second fucking yeah my throat's dry fucking sorry uh this is uh <laughs> the Brits have a have a destroyer or something over in the over in the the Red Sea and uh the Houthis damaged it so much that it needed fucking backup, and it left. Apparently, it, Damn, it had bro. taken down Houthi stuff like a week prior, but uh, HMS Richmond had to come in because HMS Diamond, Her Majesty at the Sea or whatever the fucking that is, I don't know. Uh, Diamond had to leave because it got damaged and it needed to be maintained and repaired. Uh, could you fucking imagine the UK, the state of the UK military? 
especially the navy like didn't like wasn't their navy like their thing for a good amount of time like that's what got them the huge amount of dominance over the world that they had oh yeah they had to go fucking navy to go anywhere (laughs) bro what what like i feel like if you're like playing like an rpg or something like you 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 must have like maxed out like the fucking uh like intelligence or or like and and speed of the Houthis or something because it's like how the fuck are they doing this? You know, I've seen on a video that they have uh they have these really cheap ass drones that look like RC like planes and they cost like about a grand and they're just flying this shit and it explodes to some degree and uh, they're really cheap like they just have they just their shit is really cheap and Iran funds them so they buy this cheap shit from wherever they buy it from probably iran and uh yeah that that's it i don't know i don't know fucking these drones they're like the paper they look like paper mache drones with very <laughs> basic framing and like some amount of explosives on board i mean that's kind of like salute to them then right like is that okay to say i don't know are they like very hateful people i, I am i am definitely not going to be saluting the houthis online <laughs> um definitely not occurring today um they are definitely up against a superior force and they know that and that by objective human standards takes a level of bravery or uh headstrongness however you really want to look at it so not not salute is it is it just silent uh critical uh not even support or admiration. Neutrally uh, recognizing their existence. Neutrally recognizing their existence. I like that. That's <laughs> all I'm going to fucking do. That's all I'm doing here. Um, Very couched. Yeah, that's 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 this thing. And the Brits, like, lol. <laughs> bro, bro. Blows <laughs> <laughs> ass. If they imagine, could you imagine if the Houthis fucking sunk a ship? Oh my god, <laughs> bro! For the end of time, you'd be getting laughed at online. I I, I need it to happen. Like I don't want like anybody to die or anything, but I need that to happen for the memes. No, I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> um, you got any more articles? I got one more. I got one more, and this is this is sort of a, a political one. Uh, this is from Above the Law, and I actually do have the link here. Uh, cable giants insist that forcing them to make cancellations easier violates their First Amendment rights. And I actually have a little bit of a, a little bit of experience with this recently because, uh, and, and stop me if I've talked about this before because I, I took the notes on this a little while ago or a good while ago. Uh, and I also have to plug in the charger for my computer to be in a second. He's plugging in the charger, folks. Sounds like it's not going very well over there. Jesus Christ. Sounds like you're in a jungle gym. You're like trying to get around a frame. Dog, my life is a jungle gym. Damn. No, I, just, I just have all these cords laid out everywhere because I was going to uh, set some things up today and redo the setup. And I just, you know, it's like, fuck, do I really want to do this right now? Um, yeah, no, when I uh, when I moved into this apartment, I had to cancel my contract with Spectrum uh, because I had to get Xfinity in this apartment, which is like, it's, I don't I don't really know which one's better. I'm, I'm spending less with Xfinity, so that's good. But I I feel, I mean, 
I don't know why it costs as much as it does anyway. Um, so I tried to cancel that Spectrum contract through the My Spectrum app. Uh, but to do that, I needed my account number. And to get my account number, I needed to look at, because I do all the paperless stuff, uh, I need to look at my billing statement. Um, but I needed my account number to look at my billing statement. So I had to call in. Oh, and no. Uh, no, I actually had a really great conversation with the service rep. Uh, he lives apparently on the outskirts of Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we had a good conversation about how the rent's too damn high everywhere. Uh, he was telling me how, because Charlotte has just kind of like exploded in the past couple of decades. Uh, he, he's sitting out on like a, a solid two bedroom that's kind of like on the edge of Charlotte. But now he's thinking of moving even further out to South Carolina because it's just like Charlotte's just getting that expensive. Um, we talked about how dumb uh, the, the credit score system is and how small mistakes can fuck you over for seven years. This is years. a real convo. <laughs> yeah. We talked about how crazy it is that so many people have to take out massive amounts of, of loans just to get an education. You guys vibe not really to get... nicely. Did you <laughs> yeah. Get no, you get his, like, personal number? <laughs> no. Um, and, uh, you know... We just we just talked a lot about that and, and it was a whole process to that he had to go through to actually unsubscribe me and I gave him like a good review and stuff because he, he seemed like a stand up person but it's just like it's it's it is insane that you have to do that amount of work just to cancel your contract because I, I imagine a lot of people who think about canceling try and jump through those hoops and maybe they don't get such a friendly service rep and maybe you know it's not somebody that they're gonna vibe with and maybe they just get like frustrated about being on the phone so long maybe they're one of these dumb gen z people who can't talk on the phone because they get too anxious about it That's but so like stupid, but yeah. there's there's no reason i should not just be able to go into that app and press a button that says cancel and then you know maybe they send me a text on my phone for confirmation or something like a 2fa kind of thing and i just have to enter that code in and then my contract's canceled like it's it's insane that people have to go through these amount of hoops but, but uh you know spectrum's gonna say that bro if you if you make it easy for for a customer to cancel uh that's apparently violating their free speech how that's what i'm asking you how does that how does oh, this work shit, man um fuck uh if uh make it easy to cancel how do they define easy like you have to legally define easy to fucking cancel if you're gonna make a statement like this uh as opposed to hard? I don't fucking know, dude. These companies are so stupid, man. I'd love to just... Like, I actually had this... Like, the last time I tried to cancel my internet, it went really well, too. It was very short. But, like, every experience I hear third party and, like, in the court, in the headlines, like, these companies are the devil. And I don't get it. I don't fucking know. Like, violates free speech... I, I really don't know. I'm I'm slapping a big fat. I don't know on this. <laughs> All right, we, I guess we're just gonna end it there. We we don't know. <laughs> we I'm don't know how this like, makes any sense. Your free speech to be able to talk to, you know, a, a real one on the phone as you figure out, you know, did you did you at least solve any problems while you're on the phone? Did you like figure it out or like you're just like man, shit's fucked, and that's it. Bro, it was shit's fucked. I already know. <laughs> I mean, me, like, I got everything resolved good and fine. Like, everything worked out for me. But it's just, you know, 
this I I don't I, I don't understand the argument that uh that making it easier for customers to cancel is is a is a First Amendment violation. All right, I got some more bullshit. I'm sick of seeing this shit in the news. I'm sick of seeing this shit. I'm sick of talking about this shit at work. I'm sick of fucking seeing the most obvious fucking quote unquote natural fucking advertising for this. One minute. Fucking this shit. End it. F- finish this shit. What are you going to do to this? Is this the Apple thing? Yeah, this is the Apple Vision, Vision Pro. Pro? $3,500. I thought VR was already like kind of dead, right? Like, are it people is already still, dead, dude. People are still buying these? I have no fucking clue. The only people I can see buying these are fucking the, the most like Nazi freaking companies, Silicon Valley tech companies track your eyeballs, track how many milliseconds you're focusing on work with your eye movement and shit. Like, I hate this. I hate this. I'm never using it. I'm thankful that I'm in an industry that I know this will never be used because at the really crux of it, like boomers run my shit. So there's no way that they're ever going to like rapidly accept change. And and I'm fine with that, like to a degree. Like, I, I know that I'm not going to be subject to some stupid shit at work like this. So, so why, why did they release this? This is going to flop like the Apple glasses, like the Google glasses, like those stupid ass glasses. This is, a, it has a cord too. It's a fucking cord that runs to your <laughs> butt. Bruh. Why? I, I feel like it's just one of those things that like, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, the Apple fans will definitely, uh, eat whatever shit gets put on their plate, you know? Um, I, I see it on Google, uh, which, you know, maybe this is Google fuckery uh, trying to fuck with Apple, but, but this Vision Pro has uh, a 2.4 stars out of five after 23 ratings. Um, I love that uh, eBay, there's, it's like uh, $4,800, $6 delivery. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> eBay um, making sure they get their cut, bro. <laughs> this is, I don't know, I'm like, I... I don't ever, maybe it'll be a thing people use in the future and they're just kind of like laying the groundwork for it right now. But yeah, uh, I know a friend bought like some VR thing a couple of years ago. I don't even know if he still uses it much now. Um, It's definitely collecting dust in a closet. Yeah. But what what do you, do you have opinions on VR? Like, is it something you're interested in at all? Because I kind of don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. This is just a waste of money. A total waste of money that I could spend better on something else. Do you think you'll you'll want VR when like the technology gets better? Honestly, no, I don't. Like like the technology gets better, I don't know. Like we're already at a basic level, uh, you know, of stuff that you can do in VR. Like the the crux of the technology is there. But this is like VR is solving a solving a problem that doesn't exist. This is like fucking Connect. Do you remember Xbox? Oh, Connect? I do. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, Xbox they were trying- Connect was a total flop because no one wanted to do that shit, and the Wii actually had fucking games on it. It had fucking Wii Sports that everyone got with it. You know what comes with your fucking Vision fucking shit? Nothing comes with nothing. Download all your software yourself. Figure it all out. Tinker with settings. At that point, I'm already on. I'm all off. I'm off. I'm done. And in the fucking Oculus, 
I, I probably comes with Farmville. I don't fucking know what, what what's on the <laughs> Oculus. Farmville? I'm not playing fucking virtual Farmville. Uh, what comes with the Steam thing, the the Steam VR? Uh, probably whatever on your Steam library. But then you're gonna go buy like the like the shitty freemium games or five dollar, twenty dollar games that is not worth buying. Like there is nothing. Uh, there's no Skyrim. Like there's like Skyrim VR exists, but there's nothing like its own thing that's on VR that people buy VR to play. There's nothing on there. And like work settings, like work fucking VR. No, never. Don't even. Don't even think about it. Never do that shit. So it's only gonna be video games. There's probably trying to be porn on there too. I am not gonna get fucking well, addicted well, to wait that a shit. Second. That's gonna be gross. Like just no well, thank you. It's I'm gonna interested. be fucking awkward. I'm ready. He's ready. Fucking, <laughs> he's ready. Uh, I've got one last topic before uh, the energy drink, uh, energy drink section. Is there any other topic you want to get to besides energy drinks? Um, uh, let me scroll back up. Uh, I don't know if I have anything I I need to talk about. Um, DC was fun. DC was cool. Yeah, well, I was there for. There. Oh, that's right. I was gonna I was gonna review Amtrak. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Um, so basically, the, what what happened was, um, like I mentioned, uh, I, had a, I had a family member who had to be in DC uh, for some some corporate lobbying, um, right? <laughs> but I mean, lobbying is not like a bad thing in itself. I would I would prefer if it was not lobbying for uh, a major gas company. Fuck. But uh, <laughs> that one looks really bad on the sine wave. Sorry. That's fine. Um, but either way, you know, it's a, it's a good excuse to, to take the train, go see some family. Uh, I took the day off of work and I left, um, uh, have it on my notes here. Cause I was, I was tracking, uh, the stops on the ride to see, uh, you know, just kind of like how, how long it would take for me to get to certain places, uh, on Amtrak if I was to take it at some point in the future. Uh, so first, uh, I got scammed at Dunkin' Donuts, or I guess just Dunkin' now. Right? I, I'm never man. buying anything at Dunkin' ever again. Those are the worst hash browns and fast food. Never doing it again. Wow. And it was like $2 for like fucking little six little circles, man. Uh, I've tried them before, and they tasted like kind of burnt and gross. And I figured maybe it was just like, you know, that Dunkin' in, uh, in Birmingham. And uh, I'll, I'll give it another shot. It's been enough time. I can approach it with an open mind. No, they were still garbage. Um, I'm never buying those again. Um, I left Philly at 5.45 in the morning. Uh, the train left on time, uh, which I, I'm pretty sure going from north to south, uh, it's it might like finish in Boston. I think that might be like the northernmost point in its Probably, route. Probably, yeah. Uh, so getting to Philly like right on time, that's, that's cool, man. Um, that's when it was scheduled. That's when it. Uh, that's when it left. I was happy with it. Uh, about twenty minutes later, six oh five. Uh, I was in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, six fifty for so some after, fucking reason. That's <laughs> uh, Thompson. Well, a lot of people probably commute, um, like for work. Uh, at six fifty, I was in Baltimore. So it's about an hour from Philly to Baltimore, um, and that's kind of even the thing of you know, as I've mentioned in some messages, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to to sell my labor power to a new new employee or employer right now. So I'm like, you know, I probably could get like a job in Baltimore if it came down to it because it's only hour long train ride. 
which I feel like if it was driving an hour, that would be kind of like kind of a bitch. But like sitting on a train, just kind of like doing nothing, maybe like watching a show or, or you know, catching up on some work, uh, reviewing that presentation that you got to give your boss at the beginning of the day. Uh, that, that'd be fine. Uh, 7.15, I was at BWI, Baltimore, Washington International Airport, and uh, in D.C. by 7.45. And uh, I got to say, man, this was a very enjoyable experience. Um, it was, I, I really wish that the rest of the country had, uh, you know, rail service as robust as it is uh, in, in the Northeast Corridor, because, I, you know, it's just literally just get on, sit there. Uh, get where you are or get where you're going. And it was, it was $11, man. It was $11 to get wow, from Philly to GC in two hours. Yeah. So like I had zero problems with it. Uh, boarding was a breeze. It was relatively empty. Uh, if this was just like such a solid experience, man. Like, and this was my first, uh, my first official train ride in the Northeast. And it's, it's cool, man. I'm definitely going to be, uh, looking, looking into doing this a little bit more often if I see more events, uh, you know, basically anywhere from New York to DC, I feel like, cause it's the same, it's supposed to be about the same amount of time to get up to New York. So anywhere in that line, in that area, uh, it's just very easy, cheap access. And I really appreciate that. So big, big shout out to Amtrak on that one. Uh, getting back from DC to Philly was a little bit more expensive just cause of when I was coming back. Um, I think I was back in Philly by 8 PM that day. So I, I, I was back in my apartment by 8 p.m., um, but I left D.C. at the, the train to get out of there left at about 5, and I was uh, back in Philly at about, uh, you know, 7.15-ish. So it, it took me a little bit of time to figure out um, how to get back uh, home from the Amtrak station. Uh, but also, when you buy an Amtrak ticket getting into Philly, you get a free transfer onto the regional rail, so I, I had to figure out how that worked in the moment. Uh, but the train that went from the Amtrak station uh, or like the, I guess, subway line or whatever that went from the Amtrak station over to like two blocks from my apartment uh, came like right away. And that was another really solid experience. Um, so, yeah, man, solid Amtrak. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving Amtrak a, a 4.5 out of 5 only because I can't give a 5. Uh, you know, on, on a first ride like that. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I've ridden on Amtrak before. Uh, when I went to Mardi Gras in New Orleans a couple years ago, I took Amtrak from, from Birmingham to, to New Orleans, and that was, like, not too great. Um, it was definitely took a lot longer than it would take if you were driving. Um, it was still pretty cheap. It was, like, $25, but it's not. it wasn't something that I was like, man, I can, I can do that again, like, anytime I want to. Because I kind of did want to go back out to New Orleans, um, but I never, I never got to because it, it, it just would have been way too long of a ride, and it, it wasn't worth it. Um, but I mean, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to do a lot more, a uh, lot more day trips in the area. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's really cool that you get the chance to, you know, you got access to a lot of places for really cheap, and it's not terribly long, and that sounds pretty nice. Like that's the whole reason you wanted to move there, so. Good that that's actually being actualized. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never getting fucking trained like that out here, like cross-regional. Bro, do you know how fucking long, long it is to San Francisco? That's the closest, like, part of like, 
civilization, that would be an expensive ass train. I mean, Vegas isn't too far, right? That's true. Vegas is a little is a lot closer actually, but I, I honestly do forget about Vegas. Probably Denver too. Denver is tougher to estimate because that's you have to go across a really rough mountain trip to get there. Uh, mm. But I I have conceptualized a trip to either Seattle or San Francisco or something like that. It's like a solid 12-hour drive. Just like, fuck my ass. I don't know that I would have a lot of fun in Denver just because it's like geographically like so similar to Salt Lake City that I could just like stay here and do that shit. Yeah, fuck. Are you kidding me? That's a 15-hour train ride? What the fuck? Yeah, and I don't that even sounds know way too long. Like, it's over the one rail that goes there, the Union Pacific fucking rail. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, man. How long does it take to drive? To where? From Salt Lake City to Denver. I have no clue. Probably like nine hours. Yeah, it's, it's about eight hours, yeah. How does it take double that amount of time to get there? That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, you just, there's just no. There's no infrastructure out here. It fucking does not exist. <laughs> man, I really do. Uh... Like I said, I wish that there was more uh, passenger rail, uh, you know, established throughout the country because it is it's it's a great way to travel. And that is, man, even like eight hours would kind of be a lot on a train because um, that's about how long it was from Birmingham to New Orleans, which, again, no reason to be that long when I think driving is less than six hours. But what else? What else is around? You could go to uh, you could go to. Uh, uh, name it. I dare you. Name uh, whatever you're about to name. Twin Falls, Idaho. Fucking egg beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm that's... flying in the trip now. Twin Falls, <laughs> Idaho. Dude, that's a that's a that's a that's a built to spill song. I think, right? Like they call it. They mention Twin Falls, Idaho. Christmas, Twin Falls, Idaho is her oldest memory. I don't know how I feel about built to spill. It's a uh... I have looked around for cheap flights, and it's probably going to be like San Francisco or L.A. I'm not fucking like L.A. What am I going to do in L.A.? I don't really know, bro. I'm, uh, I, I guess I could do some stuff in L.A., but that's, that's going to be a stressful trip. Uh, go to Phoenix. Yeah, I could go to Phoenix and burn to death, I guess. <laughs> I'd like to go to Flagstaff. Apparently that's very pretty because it's surrounded by the red desert and all that shit. Yeah, you can check out the... Uh... Navajo Nation, go to go check out their territory. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just get right on it. Hey, bro, you guys watching True Detective? <laughs> what, you guys you watching say? that Night Country? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> trying to forget about that show. I have, I've looked about, I've looked at driving to Roswell. Man, I've looked at Roswell on a on a satellite view. This is in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. Middle yeah. of nowhere. Desert in all directions. That's a novelty town anyway, because it's got the fucking UFO shit. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, I've got uh, a movie that I watched. It's an Oscar movie. It's a movie that I had talked about some weeks before in uh, some movies that I wanted to watch, because I read about it and uh, saw the director was Jonathan Glazer. Jonathan Glazer, director of uh, Under the Skin, one of your favorite movies of all time. Uh, sure, let's go with that. Yeah, so so it's 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 a cult classic, so to speak, uh, under the skin, uh, definitely. So zone <laughs> of interest, we talked about. It's got a lot of awards. I think it 
placed fifth out of sixth based on the synopsis of uh, of of how you ranked some movies that I had chucked out there. Um, this is a this is a movie about a family living a, a an Obergruppenführer like fucking head of the Holocaust place. It's actually right next to Auschwitz, uh, but it's like his family has an estate that is right next to the wall that separates Auschwitz from the outside. And uh, throughout this movie, you see like this family more focused on like the family and the dad is in there. But like when he comes back from work and when he's doing shit on the weekends with kids, you know, as, as, as working men do. And uh, through much of the movie during the daytime, you hear these very, very faint sounds coming from Auschwitz that are like gunshots and uh, people screaming and you can see the uh, in the background sometimes you can see smoke that is very much inferring that it is coming from a train uh, you can see the big furnace fires chimney stacks uh, sometimes on fire and uh, you see people at night like look at this chimney stack but they really kind of like don't say anything to each other uh, during the day you see uh, you see a family this is a uh, this is the work the, the story of the working man who's trying to get some promotions <laughs> in the world um, and he accidentally does it and uh, he tells his wife during their like Saturday Sunday fucking day in the sun next to the pool oh yeah we have to leave and his wife's like what the fuck you're getting transferred to work you're getting transferred for work this is bullshit we sent our family here we have our whole family and he's like well i can't say no to hitler and uh, <laughs> what do you want me to do lady you want me to go say no to hitler and he's like and she's like yeah and he's like bitch shut up <laughs> i'm not gonna fucking go say no to hitler um but also during this this is a story about a about some uh what do you call it the breakfast club but for wives only um it's gossiping the gossiping wives uh, talking about what they had tried to buy at the public sales when they were auctioning off Jewish people's things. Um, oh, man. This is a, a story about using ash as a fertilizer. This is a story Jesus about... Christ. Because they had this whole, like, crazy garden, and they're like, how did you make this crazy garden? And she's like, well, we've got the best locally sourced fertilizer in the world. And oh, well, she didn't really say that. We, we maybe we could edit it out. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but yeah, like you got the whole garden. She talks about how she grew vines on the wall so that she wouldn't think about the wall. This whole story is a long. It says the runtime is 106 minutes. I timed it, and it was really more like 90. Oh, this okay. movie feels like it's two and a half hours. This is a stoic, dramaless, just slow burn beatdown of the banality of evil, quote unquote, and how people can be so purposely avoidant in what is right in front of their face. Um, that's the whole, that's the, the tone of the movie. Some other thing that happens is, I don't know, it wasn't very clear at the, the point, but basically the dad and his two sons are swimming in a nearby river. And uh, some bones like come up and hit his leg, and he pulls them out. They're like they're like not a leg bone. They're like a like a small bone. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did this guy get bit by like a piranha? 
And I had to like look it up later because I was like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't really know what happened." So I looked it up later, and it was like human remains bones. I'm like, "Oh, that, that makes a little bit of sense." Uh, so basically, uh, this guy ends up earning his promotion, and he leaves the house, but his wife and all the kids and the fucking people stay there. Fuck, one second. Um. And then uh, the grandma eventually moves in with them, but then after a while, like, you can see that she's looking out into the night sky and she's looking at the chimney stacks, and she eventually, like, leaves a note and leaves, and she's like, I'm fucking out of here, you guys are crazy. Um, but you never get to see the note, like, you see the wife read it, and then she crumples it up and chucks it in an incinerator, and I'm just like, okay, well, she's not very happy with that decision. <laughs> but it basically, it said, like, from the grandma's name. And uh, she had left, like, the house. She's like, I'm leaving this place. You all are crazy. Um, this is a... Uh, this is not a good, like... This is a, this is a film more than a movie. This is a film that sends a message. I, I looked up, like, tried to, like, look up what I had just fucking watched because people in the theater were very not happy with this movie. <laughs> They were they they got filtered hard and I got filtered from like a what what I what like the takeaway what I, I like got understood the takeaway because the very end scene and yes I am spoiling it because you're not gonna fucking want to watch this movie man this is like well I kind of do though I, I'm warming up on it based on your review it is not a drama like you're going this is a this is not something you're going to come away with a strong like immediate oh I really loved that movie. Uh, this is like, a, oh, okay. This is fucking Glazer filtering the plebeians. And uh, the plebeians in my theater were very upset with what they spent money on. Um, the ending scene really, like, drives the message home on what you're supposed to get out of it. Um, and I got it at that point. And I got it, like, during the movie, too, but I wasn't, like, putting a theme together. Like, I was observing, observing what the theme was trying to tell me, but, like, it's just beaten into you. And for something this topic this subject matter like sure i get it that's a completely understandable one um jonathan glazer has since said some pretty fucking weird things in the uh in the media saying like it's happening again we're going through another holocaust right now and uh he did say it from like a perspective of hamas and in israel uh which i was surprised to see cuz uh jonathan glazer himself is jewish and uh i think he was a little bit critical on uh, on Israel as a state's actions over the last few months, and uh, I'm just like thinking, like, bro, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to call up Ben Bibi himself and be like, I am a concerned American citizen taxpayer. Uh, please stop doing this, bro. What do you want me to do? Like, we already have a lot of really good protests, and sure, I could be an additional part of that, but like, it seems like the American people are very much against this whole operation. Um, despite our politicians being on the completely other side of the spectrum. So what, what is he, what is he asking me to do? Is this a movie to the politicians or what? I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I think um, it's, it is, it is an interesting thing because from, from everything I've read, like the, the opinion um, about, you know, the, uh, I, I don't even know the particular word to use for it, but uh, the conflict uh, between uh, Israel and Palestine has been like presented pretty one-sided for a really long time. Um, and this is like kind of the first, uh, first time in 
you know, as long as this has been going on, that there's been a uh, very solid opposition uh, to the Israeli state. So maybe he's just kind of coming at it from that perspective of like, when this was being made, it was like all that stuff was just kind of uh, coming coming into the forefront. Uh, but my my main uh, problem with with uh, what you've been saying so far is that I'm I'm upset that uh, you mentioned Jonathan Glazer as the director of cult classic Under the Skin, but you don't you don't mention his role directing Radiohead's video for Karma Police, uh, the best song of all time on the best album of all time. Oh, that's uh, true. What? How could you? Or I'm sorry. Now it's the second best album of all time. I can't. I can't call it the first. Um, but how could you? How could you leave that out? Like Tom York is mad at you right now. Um, you know, I did forget. That's my bad. Uh, I had. That's a long time ago. He was a. Uh, he was doing Sexy Beast and Birth. Like I, I do want to watch those movies because I've heard that they're very similar to Under the Skin in, in this movie, and that they're just total fuck with you but I, I feel like i would like his earlier stuff better because wasn't such a talentless act and apparently this movie took fucking five years to make or six years or seven years to make well wow. of all the adaptation <laughs> bro this is not a movie that really should have taken seven years to make well there's that and there's also uh you know there were some events happening um in certain years between 2019 and, and 2023 so i think that could cause some serious production delays uh but i actually might go watch this movie um shit i can't watch it today um because i have to go all the way to... no cherry hill's not too far it's only about eight miles they're playing it at 10 o'clock um but i don't want to do that on a work night and then this I got is a really like this should be tomorrow. a late night movie i had seen it as a matinee and i feel like that was not a very good decision do you think uh, about eight thirty on Saturday night would be good time to go yeah, see it? But your theater's going to be pretty upset that they're fucking watching that movie. I'm going to be honest. This is a this is not a box office hit by any. Now this is a this is like an old. Uh, this is the the theater that the Philadelphia Film Society uses. So this is this is an old school theater that gets a lot of a. Uh, uh, a lot of like critically acclaimed kind of movies. Oh, they're playing Poor Things too, dude. I might go see Poor Things soon. Poor Things is being shown everywhere, bro. Yeah, but like this is like literally a mile from me, and I can I can support a local artistic film center. Nerd, fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> artistic film center, fucking. I am against film at this point. I didn't get to see Search. This movie was not entertaining. Like. I'm I'm pretty finished. I'm like I'm just I'm 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 cooked. It's actually it's it's not showing at the at the main film center. It's a little bit further out, but it's it's uh it, it looks like it's at the spot where I went to go have that philosophy meetup last weekend. Um, was was that philosophy meetup good? Radiohead got mentioned, so no. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> my my, was, my voice is getting worse as this is going on I'm just letting you know <laughs> it was actually no I mean it was it was some good discussion and maybe next week after I you know review the reading that we did for it a little bit more I can I can dig a little bit deeper into how we got confirmation that the WDB is certified not evil um, oh that's good yeah yeah we're really very not evil, evil like in so, the traditional sense yeah but we're not even like artistically evil I don't want to be artistically evil either yeah I think Jonathan uh, Glazer is artistically evil, this fucking talentless <laughs> hack. 
Um, but uh, anyway, it's about that time. Yeah. It do be that time. Yeah. What fucking sips are you sipping on this week? Oh, shit. I thought it was break time. What? Um, no, I fucking cracked a thing. You did. I, okay. What'd you just, I, I have not been drinking anything exciting, dude. I did have another one of those straw mangoes today that I picked up in DC on K Street. Shout out to the lobbyists. Um, and it's just like, man, why can't I get this everywhere? Like, there's no good. Why are they denying me the straw bango, man? Like, I, I know. I think that's one of the ones you're gonna be talking about later today. Um, but man, that's 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 just like an instant classic for me, and I'm I'm so upset that I can't just go into my local Seven Eleven and buy one. Like, this is a crime. This is actually a crime. And uh, Ghost, like, I I want to support you as a company, but when you when you make decisions like this, when you introduce this limited edition flavor that's one of the best things in your lineup and you just take it away from me after a couple weeks i'm not okay with that i feel like i'm i'm, I'm, a, I'm a fiend right now where i'm like i, I need that strawberry i need that strawberry um that's i haven't i haven't touched any of the any of the more esoteric ones that i have in the fridge still i might be kind of saving them um for other days that we do the show so it'll be fresh in my memory that's fair i've uh i'm gonna I don't know how fast. I, I don't even think I really sh- can run through them that fast. But I've got four. I've got a this thing that I sipped on today. Uh, this is the C4 Smart Energy Cherry Berry Lime. Disgusting. Uh, it is. So I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of the Smart Energy line. I like what they're doing. I uh, I think that their drinks generally taste pretty good. Um, and this is another one. This is like a solid smaller 12 fluid ounce can. I think uh, this is probably the closest to like a red, white, and blue sort of uh, Mountain Dew like energy thing that uh, that I would have ever had. The cherry is very strong. Um, one second, fuck, my throat's that. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, this was like fucking nice. Like I, I think that the the flavor profile is is as they wanted to deliver it. There's not a whole lot of lime at all, if any. Maybe I'm too sick to taste it, but. But that there was no lime in there whatsoever that I could s- say. So this is more of a very cherry drink than anything, and uh, because I like cherries, uh, this is solid. This is like an eight out of ten. Damn. Uh, I guess that's that. That sounds a lot better than because my my big concern was that like I I hate like cherry lime flavored stuff. Like the cherry lime made ghost even. Uh, that yeah. that is like a bad drink. I don't I don't ever want to have that good. again. Uh, so to hear that this is like very light or almost even absent on the lime, uh, I I'll think about picking this up. This this is solid. If you if you see it, I think I got it at Winco, like this like middle of nowhere. Like I just like fuck, I got the C4 Smart Energy. Let's go, and uh, I, I bought it for that reason. The uh, the second C4 Smart Energy that I had was Peach Mango. We like peach. We like mango. Uh, this did not eclipse expectations. This was a, uh, this was just okay. I don't think that I had. I think I had more mango than peach. Like maybe their whole gimmick is that the bottom color is like just the sole flavor, but I didn't get much peach out of this. Like if we get a, if we get a legitimate, like clean peach energy drink, which we still don't have, as far as I'm aware, I'll be sipping on that all the time. But this was not that. Um, this was. 
for a peach mango drink to be a six, that's that's not good. Like that's that's a layup. That's a layup. You can yeah. you could easily get a six by just being a peach mango drink. But yeah. there's nothing else in here. Like this was the strawberry guava or whatever the fucking C Force Miner. Like that was better than this. They 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 nailed strawberry. They nailed cherry. But this was like I don't really know what this was. I wasn't I wasn't my socks were not blown off. Did not rock your socks off. Uh I I mean, at least it's better than the like peach mango pop super energy thing I had last week. because uh, that was just garbage. So there's worse out there. Damn. There is worse out there. Phase pop, that one's bad. That one's dog shit. <laughs> I told you, man. <laughs> oh no, that's uh, sorry, we already got to the face pop. Uh, so, phase up, phase up. If you you've seen the can, uh, phase mm-hmm. up was one of the two new ghosts that I tried because it was at my local Seven Eleven, and uh, I had, I was so happy because I was only going to Seven Eleven to really get the uh, straw bango, and I saw phase up was there too, and I'm like, oh my god, Seven Eleven, you just did it, you just did it for me, and. Uh, the people working 7-Eleven are like the most Indian people possible. And I'm just like, every time I was just like pretty happy. And I'm like, they were like, I think they were concerned as to how happy I was. Cause I got like, <laughs> a lot of energy drinks while I was there. And, uh, it was a concerning amount of energy drinks. And that for that, I'm, I'm, I get that. Like I'd be concerned too. Um, so phase up, phase up, uh, according to the energy drinks subreddit was uh, very, very close to the citrus drink. Uh, with with maybe a little bit more Sprite added in. I'm here to say that's wrong. That's false. There is... I think that this is a lemon-lime drink, but this is not a knockoff Citrus Ghost. What this is, is a knockoff Mountain Dew Zero with caffeine. That is my closest comparison. Once I had that in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, that's what this is. This is it. And... uh this is better. This is way better than I thought. I was originally going to like list all the drinks like in order of of like how like they exceeded expectations. And this one would have been number 1 because it exceeded my expectations by a whole lot. Uh this is a uh, phase up. I'm going to say uh this is like this is like a 7. Like it's not outstanding, but this is like way better than what I thought this was going to be like a 3. Uh, I, I still really liked it cause it was bigger. It was a 16 ounce and, uh, it tastes like a nice, this is a gulper. This is a, you can sip on it, but it's, it's better gulped. Uh, so for that reason, it goes a little quicker, but, uh, yeah, this was solid. I liked it. This is not bad. Like the, it, I, the phase. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be pretty bad, but it's not bad. <laughs> uh, so I actually, you mentioned that this is a gulper and, and you got this at seven 11. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering, you know, if, if Panera got a lot of press for putting their their lemonade in just like a big dispenser, uh, and that you know was highly caffeinated. Uh, why has Seven Eleven not not put energy drinks in their soda machines so, and and you know put like some sort of you know so you can do like a big gulp of uh, of fucking monster or something? Like why don't they work out a deal to do that? Because I'd be there every day if they did. If they did that, there would be lines of construction workers and laborers out the door every day that every minute that it's open, it would never be accessible other than a line. 
I promise you that. At least for fucking Maverick. Maverick is the biggest gas station out here because their bathrooms are clean. They're trying to be Diet Bucky's, and uh, they have a big inside store. Their burritos are really, really good, and uh, that's why I go there. Um, but if Maverick did that, they already get, like, all the construction workers buying their food and, and a monster. Oh, bro, it would be finished. Like, they would – Maverick would be the number one stock of all time. Make it happen. Buy a Maverick. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, okay. Like, it wears off after, like, a few months. Because <laughs> you're like, well, the burritos are better than the ones at work, but, like, they are also very calorie-dense. Like, mm -hmm. that is some great hangover food. A big old $7 burrito from there, which is the most expensive one. Like, that one – there's one that's called the Moab, Mother of All Burritos. Yeah, that's that's a that's like 1,200 calories. It's so big. You could do that. That'd just be like, you know, if you were trying to lose weight, that'd be the only thing you ate. <laughs> oh, bro, and even that would be too much, like probably. <laughs> uh, so we got the last one. This is the story. I have gone to three stores looking for this in person. I went to a GNC. I went to uh, another gas station. I think I went to a Sinclair, and I went to, a, I think, a Chevron. And I tried to buy some online. It got refunded, and I read online on a Reddit comment. I actually went into a, a Smith's because it said it was in-store pickup. And I'm like, all right, I don't believe that, but I'm going to go in and just verify. Nope, wasn't there. Fucking, <laughs> I bought a Citrus Ghost that day anyway, still a little bit. But uh, that's a side point. <laughs> I... Did eventually buy a case secondhand for like $35. Uh, I don't care. That was worth it to me. Fucking one second. <laughs> um, but I eventually saw on the energy drink subreddit once again. And this was under a, a phase up uh, comment. And this is that they were being rolled out to uh, 7-Eleven. And that quote unquote other rare flavors were there too so i saw that and i'm like oh i'm gonna test this shit i'm gonna see i get to the back section and i see i'm lit up because i wanted both of those cans badly i see both of them and i'm like no it's real it's real it's real i see the fucking coast sunset gradient can I'm like, oh my god! I bought two that day, and I bought eight today. And uh, I <laughs> straw mangoes. Uh, my uh, my sponsor at work is listing straw mangoes, or no, not straw mangoes. Uh, listing ghosts from best taste to worst taste, and uh, he has sour strips number one. This person has bad taste, objectively bad taste. His top three are sour strips. Sour watermelon warheads, and then the other warheads flavor. So I'm, I'm lighting them up every day. Oh, dude, that's a good drink. Fuck off. What? Fuck you. No way. Fucking sour strips ass. Like sour strips is great, but the warheads ass. I love that warhead sour apple one, man. The watermelon one, I can kind of take it or leave it, but that sour apple, every once in a while, just it just hits that. It just it just scratches that itch, man. See, this guy swears by the sour watermelon one. He and he ah. like is take it or leave it on the apple. Well, okay, you're right. He has bad taste. Yeah, he has bad taste. So there you go. So I sip. I I give him a straw bango, and I'm not at work 
today. I had it today for the first time. And I'm expecting to hear where it goes on his ranking because I wanted it to be under the sour strips, number two. I would I would be enthused with it. And if it was behind the Warhead's ass bullshit, I'd be pissed off. This bitch-ass motherfucker puts it dead mid. Oh, my God. I lit him up. He sent his team's thing to away, and I said, your ass ain't offline, bitch. Face the music. <laughs> I started harassing him over teams, uh, and, and he was fine with it because he knows how I am. But <laughs> I tasted it myself. I swished it. Oh, it was, it was, it was it. It's it. That energy drink is him. That energy drink is him. It is in the elite tier. I also love the Sour Strips one. It has since been discontinued. Rest in total piss. Because now <laughs> I've got the Straw Banco, baby. And I've got an easily replaced one. And it is. He says that he doesn't like the banana. I love it. I, it it's a complex taste. It hits you in multiple angles. It gets it, the, the flavor changes as it's in your mouth. You get a little bit more, a uh, little bit more banana in the middle arc, and maybe you finish off with a little bit of the mango. But the strawberry is up front, and it subsides after a while. And I'm just like, oh, this is it. This tastes like a a margarita that was also a strawberry banana milkshake. And uh, I'm so thankful. The can, the can is number number fucking one. Gorgeous. Number one A and number one B is sour strips. Also, that can is pretty nice. I like it. Oh fuck! I did it again. Yeah, I keep fucking up. Um, but anyway, I have twenty cans of straw bango, and uh, I feel like I don't have enough. I am <laughs> straw bango is the is the drink. I am gonna go flaunt at that bitch every time I have a straw bango. Him and another guy that sits next to him that they obviously talk, and they're like, bro, he's going off today. Uh, the other guy said, I was trolling him about the Dallas Cowboys being shit, and uh, <laughs> he had said back, Straw Bango is mid. And I'm just like, I gave him a thumbs down. Like, Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> obviously talking shit. But the, the guy put it below Swedish Fish and above Tropical Mango. And... That's just an insult, bro. This guy only likes the fucking branded stuff. He loves the Sour Patch Kids. He loves the Warheads. He loves the fucking Swedish Fish. He hates the Bubblicious because that shit is trash. And uh, But for me, this is it. This is everything I wanted and more. 10 out of 10, motherfucker. Go get a straw bango today. <laughs> I also told someone else at work, like, uh, I had told someone else about the situation, that my, my person that sits next to me, and I said... I bought the straw bango ghost from GNC and they refunded it because they didn't have it. And she was like, can you speak English? What did you just say? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, that probably does sound pretty wet. He's like, what the fuck is a straw bango? I'm like, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that shit's awesome. I was a big fan. Oh yeah, that straw mango, like I said, man, instant classic. Instant classic. That first sip, it, when that is your first sip of the day, that straw mango, man. Oof, it is day. so. So it's I used to day. be. I used to be a little bit of a like. Recently, I was a little bit of a hater on uh, Monster White Ultra, but I tried it again, and it still rocks as the first sip of the day. But that mm -hmm. straw mango hits you different. That is not like a like like Monster Ultra White is like 
Bulgur's coffee, man. Everyone will swear by that it has a very <laughs> ex- like exquisite and baseline taste. They know what they're drinking. Strawbanko is more complex. It is the it is the dark Negroni. What is it called? Fucking, <laughs> fucking black Negroni. What is it called? What? What are you just? I don't know what you're referencing. Negro but... Negroni. Negroni is, the, oh, the Negroni. black Negroni? Okay, yeah. No, there is a black Negroni, too. Yeah, the Negroni is what I'm talking about. That's the straw bango equivalent. It's the, it's the perfect, complex taste. It hits you at all angles. It's it. It is the one. It has been crafted. It is complex. It is it. That's what I got. My nose yeah. is drooling. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm i in agreement here, man. I, I'm in complete agreement. I, my life has become better since I embraced the straw bango. I'm just looking at the can. I'm just looking at the can. That can just, it's like it's tequila sunrise, but but the opposite way. Or no, is that's the right way? I don't fucking remember. That's the right way. But like, look at it, man. This can. <laughs> this is such a nice can. <laughs> that's it. That's solid. All right, it's, it's time solid. for a break. I got to go clean my nose. I'm stuck. <laughs> That's some 41, right? Didn't that some 41 guy die like last year or the year before? No, he didn't. Why did I think he died? Man, my fucking bed sheets are wet. Does he have cancer? I think I'm going to have to sleep on the sleep on the mattress itself with a big blanket tonight. It's not looking good. I forgot to do the dryer like a long time ago. Dude, why did I think that the Sum 41 guy was dead? What the fuck? Why so random? What the shit? Did he like die with Toby Keith? No. Okay, I guess uh, he he got he got like bad pneumonia and COVID like the end of last year, September. But he's he's doing fine, I guess. That's bro. It's like me fucking today. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, fucking the mo- I'm dying over here, man. I'm congested to fuck. I didn't have a cough earlier. I had a cough Monday, and now I have one again because I'm talking a lot. It's fucking over, man. It's just it's just finished. I'm I'm cooked. I need to sleep like ten hours tonight. Uh, you sure you I, didn't get hit with the uh, with the with the with the new new vid? I don't fucking know. And I've wanted to go and get COVID tests for a while, um, but I just haven't for, like remembered. Like, I've wanted to because it gives me a good excuse to stay home, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't really need an excuse anyway. Like, I just I, – I went into the office yesterday because I was feeling a little bit better, like, thinking that I would grow into being healthier. No, that didn't happen. It got worse. And uh, I was bad on Monday, and I got, like uh, – I told everyone, like, yeah, I'm messed up. I'm staying home. And I got nice messages from my, like, bosses, and uh, they were like, get better soon. And I came in yesterday, I'm like – and then Wednesday, I'm like, yeah, it got worse. I'm sorry, guys. I'm staying home until I'm actually better. <laughs> and I only got messages from, like, my team members this time. So 
My bosses are probably like, man, that kid's stupid as shit. He should have just like stayed home. But uh, I have a really random topic because you talked about chargers earlier. I have mm -hmm. one. I've had one plus like uh, standard chargers because they support fast charging for a while. And that fucking charger pissed me off so much because it was just long enough where I could, like, read my phone in bed, but only from, like, laying on one side. I couldn't, like, roll over because the cord wasn't long enough. So I bought a new cord, and uh, I, I made sure to, like, get a good cord because, like, I wanted it to, to be a fast charger, so I got a really high amperage. And it's, like, this Chinese cord, and... Uh, my phone charges way too fast now. I'm afraid that my battery is going to get fucked pretty soon. Uh, it goes from like 20% to 90% in like an hour and a half. Like max. Maybe like an hour. And uh, I'm concerned because I like look down at my phone expecting it to be around 45 and it was like 70. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Can we just hold on here? Uh, I'm afraid that my battery is taking too much electricity. So, uh I, I I don't know, bro. I'm I'm scared, but at least it's long enough now. I could just like fuck around in bed, you know. Yeah, man. That that was a. I I still have very like short. I I specifically bought a longer charging cable uh, at some point, like a couple of years ago, and I have no idea. I'm 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 ninety percent sure right now it's in a box that's at my sister's house, just labeled cords, which I was having like a lot of fun, or I was trying to have fun when I was packing. So instead of doing like c-o-r-d-s i did c-h-o-r-d-s i was like oh chords oh i'm funny right um but just a cry for help <laughs> <laughs> um it's i just don't know what like i where i had put it for like two years or something and so i was using the short cord and the charger by my bed and if it, it was like in such a like finicky uh surge protector that if I pulled it just a little bit too hard, it would stop charging. Like it would come out of the like socket or whatever. Yeah. And I don't, man, I should have just, I had so much time where I could have just looked for that longer cable and I just never did it. Just never did yeah. it. That's junk. But uh, we listened to an album this week, the same album that was up there. This is like been number one for a while. Or at yeah, least until Tom York released music. And now, but then it retook it because Tom York sucks ass. And uh, now we got this album at number one again. Uh, Can I go first on this one? Yeah, I was going to, I was going to like lead in for you to go first. Oh, okay. Well, do you still want to do the lead in? Because like, I'll, sure, I'll yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it's like this guy, this, this Greek guy or Chinese Greek guy. Like what's, what's, what's going on here? It, tell me what's, what's, what's going on here? Um, I'm still not convinced that this is a real person uh, in any sort of like, I feel like this guy's just American. I'm 95% I'm sure that this is just some American dude. But why not Chinese? I mean, he probably isn't Chinese. Like he's living in China and he's putting out media like that doesn't really happen. It doesn't hit we the Western <laughs> sphere either. Like very often as effectively as like Japanese stuff. Or Korean stuff. Every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while it does, though. Uh, did you ever... I, I tried to use the, the RYM rec function. Um, I did see ago. it. I did see it. Okay. You haven't listened to it yet? No, because I just saw it like like two hours ago. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where that like pops up on your page, but um, that, that's a good Chinese album. That's a good Chinese album. Cool. 
well, uh, not pretending to be Greek. So you guys, you, you just think this guy's a fraud? I think I think he's a fraud. And um, why do you think honestly, he's a fraud? Uh, well, I just. I, I just don't like I, this is one of those things that like like I mentioned uh, when we first talked about these guys uh, there was that ghost bath band uh, last decade that said they were Chinese but they were actually from like Montana or something um, I, I think it's a way to like add mystique to the artist and that's something that like a black metal musician would really value uh, but that kind of thing for me is just like bro I don't give a fuck like you, you can be mysterious and obscure, but like if you're, I, I just do not trust somebody that's, that claims to be uh, born in China and then does all their song titles in Greek. Like something about that rubs me the wrong way. Um, it just seems like something somebody is doing just for like the artistic presentation of it until we get like actual confirmation that this is uh, Lu Xinyang, uh, that this is actually somebody who is living in China and we like can confirm that uh, I'm, I'm going to doubt it. I'm going to doubt it. I'm uh, I'm trying to find a, uh, an interview with this person. Uh, like I see that there is one at the site, invisibleoranges.com, but there's no like face. <laughs> like, in- I don't fucking know. Invisible oranges. Come on. Like that's, is that your reputable source? You got a band camp listing that doesn't show anything. This is like this. This fucking displays like a MySpace page too. Holy shit! It's got like a background and then a foreground with like a different. It's got a background that's just like plastered and like pasted over and over again. Yeah, this is whack. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to even look at like metal archives to see if they, because they they. I feel like they actually do the real research into this kind of thing. Like it would matter to them, um, and. They claim that he's a linguist mainly focusing on historical linguistics of Sino-Tibetan languages or Sino-Tibetan languages. Um, But that's it. That's the only thing in the the, uh, the biography. It links an Instagram page. So maybe, okay, if there's like pictures of him in China on this Instagram page, then sure. I can't click some of these links because I don't have an Instagram. Uh, Fucking. I want to see how it does. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a studio. What do you call this thing? A concert, a concert. That's what you call those things. Him performing at a concert, but the background is pretty blurry. Um, I think this is a concert. I can't click on it. That's what uh, it looks like. And he does look Asian. I'll give him that. Yeah, man, I think you might uh, be taking an L here. That's definitely not an American. Well, I mean, he could be American, but he looks like he is of Asian ethnicity. Yeah, so- that I don't doubt. I haven't I haven't made any claims to this artist's uh, ethnicity, but uh, their nationality, I, I do doubt. Um, he says that Hoplites isn't about worshipping ancient Greek culture, uh, but actually fully devoted to depicting the tragedies of the society around me. Ancient Greek language is just a skin, a language that will not be censored, and also a subject of something, something. Um, but it looks like, you know, there's also uh, pictures of him on his computer uh, with, uh, it looks like he's working on a Mac, and 
am I am I seeing am I mistaken or is the uh the, the what do you call the like like the the bar at the top of whatever program you're working in uh it looks like that's in English to me Oh, you're talking about like a tab? Yeah, yeah, those little tabs where it looks like it says like edit and window and something else I can't read because it's so blurry, but that clearly looks like English. Oh, the one with the script on it, like the Yeah, with like the Sanskrit Arabic looking shit. Yeah. That is definitely in English. I can see it. I, I zoomed in, I enhanced. <laughs> Bro, okay, I, I will say I uh I know that this guy's a fraud because I used to tutor people that were uh that were legitimately Chinese uh as if someone could be legitimately Chinese but they had Chinese keyboards their screens were all in Chinese like all the tabs your system like language was in Chinese and uh yeah fraud 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 dot com we've discovered we've confirmed it. it we've confirmed look at us we're we're first we discovered the secrets behind uh Nick Pizzolatto's writing in True Detective. Uh, now we've discovered the the hidden uh, nationality of hoplites. Uh, we may as well call this a fucking detective show, man. This this is a true crime show. We are the true detectives all along, and it's February <laughs> night. You're in the night country now, baby. <laughs> fucking night frost country at night. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about this music? Was it was it good or is it tainted because it's fraud, Dylan? Uh, you know, that's actually something that I'm not, oh, it says, ah, oh, fuck, that's a different illusion, Yang, anyway, probably. Uh, sorry. Um, I don't really put the, the origin of the music into my score or my supposed, uh, uh, problems with the origin of, of the music into my score. Um, I actually just kind of thought this was boring. Uh, I, I think we need to all, like, take a step back from this like progressive avant-garde technical black metal stuff like look like i like despo omega okay i i like serpent column and theophanos he, he did an album that i i really liked either last year or the year before and has another one coming out next week that i will review called ashes in the huron river that claims to be influenced primarily by jenny death of death grips um i like the antifaxit their, their album last year hive mind narcosis i, I remember really enjoying that one so I'm not opposed to the idea of this, you know, artistic, uh, you know, time signatures all over the place, like technical black metal kind of stuff. But that stuff to me felt like it had some kind of heart in it where this seems like it's, it's just very technical for technicality's sake. And I can't really get into that. Um, I think the saxophones on this album were fucking garbage. I, yeah, I, I know, no right? <laughs> the first Brand time I heard it, I was like, just it's, like it's that <laughs> first song. I was like, oh my, I, I like actually groaned. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not opposed to like bringing saxophones into uh, this kind of metal or anything, but like half the time on this, or most of the time on this album, it seems like the saxophone is just, we're making sounds on a saxophone that normally would be made on a guitar, but we're doing it on a saxophone. Isn't that so wacky when it's like, bro, just play a guitar. Like, I don't, this is fucking annoying. You sound like a nerd. Stop it. Uh, 53 minutes. I know we kind of like went back and forth about how that's not too long. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit um, in a general sense, 53 minutes is really not 
that big of a deal, but 53 minutes of a very intense, very technical, very dense metal album. Um, that's, that's too much. That's absolutely too much to me. And I'm, I got, I got fucking bored like halfway through this thing. Uh, even, even, you know, I was, I was fucking bored to start this thing. Uh, but it's just, it's just like, I, I'd like, you know, I kind of tuned out of it, uh, a little bit and that's, that's not good when, uh, you know, your two middle tracks here are, uh, 20 minutes combined. Um, like I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into this at all. Uh, and I feel like I, I did have something favorable to say about earlier Hoplite's albums, or at least the first album. Like, I feel like I kind of liked that. Uh, but, you know, especially, look, the, the dude did three albums last year and is doing another album this year. Take a step back. Just develop your ideas. You don't need to keep putting out music like this. It, it's not, it's not, it's just, there's, there's no, like, I'm not connecting with any of the ideas here. So for me, uh, are there even ideas? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, maybe it is all just like fucking riffing for riffing sake. Uh, but look, I mean, if he mentioned on the Instagram that he's, he's using Greek because it reflects the tragedy of society around him, probably he sounds like a suit anyway. So like, I'm, I'm not too like concerned with the overall vision. Uh, but like, Man, I just, I just don't care about this, and uh, it is performed really well. Um, the drums are probably a drum machine, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, really going to talk about that too much. Um, saxophone, man, I cannot get over how it's much trash. I dislike that. Uh, I think I'm on the border here between a two and a two point five, and I'm going to go with a two point five. Just, just. In one ear, out the other. I don't want to deal with this again. I just want to forget about it. Uh, not offensively bad outside of the saxophone, which pops up fairly often, but is not like usually the main focal point of the song. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this a two point five for now. I'm uh I actually so I listened to this at the gym for the first and the second time, and uh, the first time I'm like, damn, I really feel like this goes hard. And uh, I listened to it in a less intense setting the second time, and I'm like, there's really not a lot here. Like, I think that they're, I think that the the artist is repeating a lot of the same stuff over again, but maybe on different like half scales. Uh, the technical is the technicality part is very rigid, and there is not a lot of. Uh, I think that like a lot of other black metal uh, artists, you know, produced last year. Like, uh, I think it was called Valley in the Sun or something like that. Um, and then Vector before. Like, you feel like you get something out of that. I will mm -hmm. plug again, because you haven't listened to it. Ilian. Ilian, a uh, progressive rock, uh, <laughs> stoner metal sort of deal uh, that I thought was outstanding. So I listened to this at first, and I gave it a 3.5 at first. But I listened to this second time, and I'm like, this really is not that good. And it is pretty long. Like, I think that some of the some of the really intense loud spots that are just like blast beats. I think they hit on a guitar side really well. And I like hearing that. I like, I like getting a pump to that. Uh, but I think that the vocals are pretty, eh, like not even there. Can't really hear like at all. Not really entertaining. Like I feel like I could definitely tell that this was a one man band sort of deal. 
And uh, mm -hmm. I liked hearing this kind of structure, but for this to be like a current number one, like we're really missing music right now. Like we need some shit to release pretty badly here. Yeah. <laughs> we, need some, we need some good hip hop albums that'll come out this year. So I don't know which ones are scheduled, but I'm sure that that first like actually decently good one will dethrone this. So for that is what I wait for. Uh, I'm set on this getting a very modest three out of five. Um, just because I do like the technicality part, I do think, uh, I don't think that this is like a, an advancement of the genre, but I think that this is repeating a lot of very rigid structure that's more, uh, that's more, that, that's less creatively allowing. And I think that on the noise level and on a, on a percussion level, like what I'm actually hearing was nice, but I don't think that there's a meaning to it. Like, I think it's totally, uh, lacking a, lacking a soul, lacking an identity. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving it a three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it seems like we're, we're generally in agreement on that one. I was and, more uh, interested in your other album because I, I briefed this and, uh, this could be pretty good. So I'm, I'm curious. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, all I was going to say also in your other point, I'm sure we're going to get like eight more Billy Woods albums this year. So we'll, we'll see some, one of those get pretty Shit, high probably. on the charts. Not any more Mike albums because that guy got arrested. Did he actually? Wait, what? Yeah, Mike got arrested at the Grammys. Dude, I don't fucking watch the Grammys. I, I know, but I just saw it in the news. Like, Mike got arrested. Mike the Rapper arrested. No, this is Killer Mike, dude. Killer uh, Mike okay, arrested. I fucked up. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> that had been funnier if it was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot more get new sense names. Killer Mike. <laughs> yeah, so Killer Mike got arrested. Yeah, it's a fucking misdemeanor. Um, misdemeanor. Yeah, but he got arrested at the Grammys, bro. That's actually pretty badass. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, I support it. Uh, oh wait, no shit. Arrest involving female security guards? Did he like hit a woman? Oh yeah, he. No, I think he sexually harassed them. What the fuck? I don't. I don't really know. I didn't look into this, as you can tell. But <laughs> I like didn't even know who got fucking arrested. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, Killer Mike. I hope you're. I don't know if I hope you're doing okay. I don't, I don't really know care. Crime like, was. Yeah. I'll just say, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. Sure. I'll go with that. I don't. I don't really care. Um. Other album I listened to this week. Uh. I was hungry for a little bit more jazz. So I just kind of like looked through the charts and found something that uh, was by, you know, a, a, a new musician and was somewhere up on the charts and was not obnoxiously long. And that brought me to the uh, Annie Kaviniemi, Annie Kaviniemi, Annie Kaviniemi trio. Yeah. Um, this is their, or, I mean, I guess her debut album. Um, I think it, I, by default, then it's also the, uh, the, the group's debut album. And it's eight songs long. It is 43 minutes. And um, I would say the problem with this album is me. Um, <laughs> I should have looked at what this trio was before I listened to this, because if I had looked at that, I probably wouldn't have listened to it. Uh, historically, I have never really cared much for the bass piano drums trio. It is just like not a format that interests me. 
Uh, yeah, drums you know. is such a weird third, like not a trumpet. No, there's, there's, I mean, that's fine enough, but like, I think of like those old, uh, like Bill Evans albums I tried to listen to. Um, that's a dude whose career I really should explore because his, his like third stream album, his big third stream album, Symbiosis, was one of the first jazz albums I really got into. And I still think it's great. Uh, but the earlier stuff that he does is just a lot of, uh, you know, piano bass drum stuff. And it's just not a format I care for at all. So I can't be any sort of like, I, I just don't think I'm a good reviewer for, for this kind of lineup because I'm just so generally uninterested in it. Um, that being said, uh, Anna Kaviniemi, she is a finished base, uh, finished born United States based pianist. And I do like her style. Uh, it's, it's very, you know, quirky in that, uh, you know, th that, that region of, of your, what, I mean, what do you call that region? That's like also like Poland and, and Finland and what do, you, what do you call that? Uh, Northeastern Europe. Okay. Yeah. That sort of Northeastern European piano style. Uh, it is like very lighthearted, very quirky, uh, definitely on the avant-garde side. And I think she's she does it really well. I mean, I don't have any complaints about the album. That's what I'm saying. The, my problems with it are more just problems with me than, than the album in particular, because I think it does what it's trying to do uh, pretty successfully. Um, I do like Adam's fifth track on here. Uh, again, this is another, I don't know why I'm like gravitating towards these like middle loaded albums lately where the longest songs are just like smack dab in the middle oh, and usually so some of the best songs. Um, but like it works here. I think this is generally pretty well structured. None of the songs really last too long. Um, arguably the longest one. I mean, it's, it's called arguably, I'm not saying like arguably the longest one. Uh, it's a little less than eight minutes. It's, it's a solid trap. Like I'm not mad at it. Um, again, it's just, I'm, I'm just not really into this kind of thing. So, uh, for me, this is, this is like an easy three. Uh, it's, it's not it's not super interesting stuff to me. It's well it's well done. Um, the improvisations of which uh, I saw on on the band camp for this, she says that you know ninety five percent of this is improvised, um, which I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I, I, it's, I'll, I'll comment more about that on a later date. But uh, yeah, I mean this is just like kind of uh, this is a jazz album. If you want some, you know, kind of quirky, lighthearted jazz, then give it some listen. But that's all I can really say about it. Damn, it's a uh, it's solidly mid. It's just just yeah. <laughs> just uh just there. Um, let's thanks. Like I I I think yeah, this post bop, your uh, your three instruments, Hans, bro. What is that? What is that letter? A E A. How do you say it? That's that's like an E, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm pretty sure it's an eh. Like, you'll see it in, like, Encyclopedia. So it's, like, Hans Hubeckmo. I think that's what you'd say. I mean, different accents say that differently. Like, Encyclopedia, I'd say it Encyclopedia, not Encyclopedia. Is that the, is that the A-E or the E-A? Uh, it's the A-E. Is there an E-A? No. Are you fucking sure? 
No. I'm pretty sure there is no EA, actually. But I, I've only seen AE, like, mashed together in those Nordic languages. And, and we mm. are going to lose some followers, because I called Poland Northeastern Europe, and I just called Finland Nordic. Like, they're going to have some problems with that. Um, <laughs> I love I love both of those countries, by the way, so I hope we get more listeners from them. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there's an EA. Like, you just leave those letters apart. But AE just needed to get merged for some fucking reason. Why the fuck would they do that? I don't I don't know. Go go talk to the CEO of Finland. It's not your girl anymore. Either. Yeah, that's not who Santa is, Who is the Definitely. PM of Finland? I actually want to know this now. <laughs> Can we just bring back Santa Marin? Oh, uh, bro, this guy's boring. This guy's an AI generated bitch. Yeah, I would be cool with bringing back Santa, but she uh took her po- uh she took like left her post willingly. Blame. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. supposed to. St- I'm not going to say anything about an insurrection. It's a bad idea. No, that's that's literally what you're supposed to do if other people are no. telling you, "Hey, you should you should leave government." You're supposed to say, "No, fuck you. I'm I'm the prime minister." I'm staying. Yeah, you want me out? Fucking vote me out. Oh, you're scared to do that? You won't do it, bitch. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm squatting. You can't make me leave. <laughs> He's just squatting in the White House by Washington D.C. laws. You can't evict me because I refuse to leave. Dude, could he have like made an executive order to like not uh, to like do some sort of like squatters' rights thing in D.C. and just stay in the White House? Do you think there's a landlord of the White House? I feel who like it's the be? American who taxpayer. It, who would it be? That's like the yeah the capital uh, A American capital T taxpayer. Bro, how come I'm not getting any fucking monthly rent? You are. It's just uh, you, you're donating it back to the military out of the goodness of your heart. Fucking, well, they're paying my salary. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that out. I'm not I'm not selling weapons. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, I have an album. I have a last album that I'm going to hit on. This is. Uh, yeah, I think yours is going to be more interesting than mine. Man, I had to listen to this three times to like form a real opinion on it. Um, so this is a, uh, a Japanese band. They started in 2003 and they made some music for a while through the 2000s. And then they're like, well, we'll make one last album in 2012. And they're like, shit, that's good. And then they came back 12 years later and they, uh, they, in 2024 released this album. So bada bing, bada boom. We have, uh, by the band Zazen Boys, uh, we have a, an album called Rando, um, I did not translate all of the the song names. Uh, sorry, there are some that already translated, but uh, we got uh, genres on here: math rock, post punk, funk rock, J rock, and some other shit. Who cares? Uh, but this is a 52 minute album, and I'm like, bro, again, we're gonna listen to another 52 minute album. So uh, the second song has the artist. Uh, do a really weird it sounds like he's getting a penetrated in the ass when he says <laughs> like uh like he's saying barracuda in japanese but he's saying paracunta paracunta uh and i didn't really like that delivery i had to take off a minus 0.5 star for that uh because it sounded <laughs> weird um overall there are some songs that the background guitar and the the guitar medley is allowed to jam and there are some songs where they play the same chord throughout the whole song. And that's to develop like emotion through the singer. And like, that's where the variety is coming through the vocalist. And, th- and that is executed through the, through the album. So I think that this had a lot of, uh, a lot of range vocally. Um, 
Dan Bira, the first song, starts off with that fucking niche little math rock fucking guitar in the background on some funky sigs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this could be pretty good. Um, sounded like it sounded like cheesy, like it was a direct like pull you in, like, you know what you're getting, bro? You listen to a Japanese math rock album. Here we go. And they start just <laughs> wailing around on the guitars, like with some with some like picking, like like just finger picking and like like a uh, fingernail plucking. Uh, one second. And then uh, through some of this album, the second to last song is what I ended up putting. The twelfth song, uh, the second to last song is the best song on the album. That's a rare, that's a rare theme, uh, but it is for this one because that's where they uh, were allowed to just fucking go crazy for two minutes, and and that's what they did. I'm like, okay, shit, this is pretty good. Uh, the last song, little bit of a letdown. It seems like it was for some reason like an emotionally like a deflating song. Like that's the like the the pitch of the stuff gets lower. The vocalist gets less energetic, the um, the the drums get less energetic, and I'm just like, I, didn't, I mean, you could have ended on the last song. Um, overall, I think uh, the arrangement of songs is kind of whack because I don't really know that I got um, I I got a little bit of like I got a lot of a lot more emotion out of it than Hoplites, but I did not get as I did not get like a significantly larger amount of like theme that came from it. And that's just cause it was like not in fucking English, but, but um, I, I enjoyed this. Like, this is a solid, this is like a solid, very low floor set of genres and, and uh, artist background. I think uh, some of the, uh, I think it was the fifth song is, is one that's notably very like beating you over the head with the same, four chord over and over again in the background of of the guitar that you're like wanting to hear because it sounds unique and you're just like well shit like can this song like be over now um this is a 3.5 like i was pretty happy with it overall um i probably am gonna listen to it a couple more times but uh this is like a solid this is like a solid album like it is a bit long and they could have cut out some of the uh the non-jam songs that were a little bit too emotional you know, emotionally, vocally, and uh, not interesting, um, like, written-wise, like, instrumentally. But, yeah, 3.5. Could have been a 4 if it, like, had been executed altogether better. Like, it's as much of a nothing statement that is, but, like, just better themes and then a little bit easier to, uh, you know, get something out of. But, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a solid listen. You'd probably like it, too. You'd probably really like the instrumentals on the good songs. That's that's what I would sell to you. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's there's uh, maybe outside the United States, I would think Japan probably has the best math rock scene. Um, it's it's you know very still like unique to the kind of uh, the kind of rock that usually comes out of there. Like I'm I'm sure there's there's that's what I was saying when I was like this is probably gonna have like kind of glossy production. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I notice in, in a lot of like Japanese rock music is it just it, it, it they, the way that they you know make their album sound is just very clean and very glossy usually even if it's not you know maybe clean is not the right word but the guitar tone is it, it tends to be very distinct mm-hmm. um, but I do think I would like this yeah I'll I'll I'll, I'll probably get to it before uh for the midpoint of the year right so I have got to go. This has yeah. been a fun fuck around show because I feel disgusting and I am going to need a hell of a lot of sleep. 
Uh, big shout out to fucking Toby Keith. I will be listening to that song on my drive uh, to the airport. But thank you, everyone, for listening to the drive-by. Hopefully next week we'll get even better music and we'll find something the same that we can listen to that's like actually good. But until then, <laughs> put the bullets in the gun, everyone, and just stay safe out there. We're going to yeah, do it a little uh, bit different on this send-off. Just put the bullets in the gun from your friends at the drive-by. Take care, everyone.